What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita, for the first day, January 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. We're getting up early on this New Year's Day, and we have a great podcast episode for you, as promised. Uh, we teased it about a week ago. I was going to be talking with Rachel Gerhardt about life and TV and sports and all the mishmash of topics that we always run through and have a good time. She's on the line with me. We will get to her in a second. Before I bring her on, we have some really good episodes coming out later in the week. I'm going to talk with Andrew Stem tomorrow about the college football playoff, which is actually happening today. So that'll be a lot of fun. We've got a NFL recap episode dropping sometime Monday or Tuesday. And then sometime in the middle of the week, Jordan Morandini and I will be getting together via um, potentially a live stream. We might start live streaming these. And we're going to do this every week in the middle of playoffs through the NFL playoffs for the rest of through four weeks, five weeks, whatever. And we're going to just preview each, uh, each weekend slate of games. So we got a lot of great content coming out this year. I'm excited. I'm dedicating a lot more time to this podcast, to my website. And I'm so thankful for everyone who's been listening and been so encouraging and supportive. I'm excited to reflect on the past year and uh, really excited to get into everything that we have going on today. Before we do that, one more thing. I just want to thank our friends at CBS All Access. Go to jackvita.com slash CBS and get a free one-week trial. It's really just an amazing streaming service. And there are some deals going over at fanatics.com. Go to jackvita.com slash fanatics. They have a lot of stuff on clearance, up to 70% off, all kinds of great apparel and memorabilia. Rachel Gerhardt joins me right now. Great to talk with you, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy New Year. So exciting <laughs> to be your first guest of the year. Oh, so yeah. I'm happy to be here. Did you do any celebrating last night? <laughs> you know, we did get some. Uh, there's a new Italian restaurant that's really close to my house. And honestly, in Wilmette, like we have very average restaurants. Most people go down, go into Evanston or they go into the city. But this restaurant, this new Italian restaurant, Carlos and Carlos, amazing. It was so good. So we did takeout, and uh, then we just kind of chilled, and I watched the challenge on uh, on CBS All Access. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a great night. Right now, Illinois is only takeout, right? You can't yeah. dine in anywhere. I actually, um, I can't confirm that, but in in Cook County, where I live, which is the same county Chicago's in. Um, mm-hmm. That is the case. So there might be different parts of the state where they're a little looser. But yeah, it's things are pretty tight around here right now. Wow, man. When was the last time you were able to actually sit down in a restaurant, would you say? So we had a tight little window from around like the end of the summer to mid-October. So maybe like we had two months. And I remember I went out to... Uh, I was out in Vernon Hills. I went and got some dinner with some of my Carthage buddies. It was the first week of the, of the Big Ten starting up, and we were watching games at a sports bar. Um, but, yeah, hasn't happened a whole lot around here. <laughs> that's for sure. Wow. Man. Well, staying hopeful for this year. How about it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're <laughs> entering 2021 with a lot of hope, a lot of optimism, a lot of positivity. 
Honestly, 2020 wasn't really that bad for me. We'll talk about that later on. Rachel, how was your Christmas? It's been great, honestly. Um, Obviously, because of 2020, there hasn't really been much traveling that I did. So I saved up all of my (laughs) vacation time and PTO um, till the end of the year, just so I could come home for the last two weeks and hang out with my family without worrying about work or anything like that. So it's been really great. Um, we've just been laying low. I mean, I gotta say, I'm not, I'm not much of a homebody. I usually am always up to something. (laughs) Um, so just really chilling the last two weeks has been nice. I feel like I'm recharging and really getting re-energized for this year. I'm almost looking forward to going back to work because I have this whole new energy that I'm like, gosh, I'm ready. I've just been doing nothing for two weeks. <laughs> Lots of puzzles and books and painting. And <laughs> I felt the same way when I had COVID. It was like, get me. I mean, I got two, three weeks of just resting. And to be honest, I mean, it's been almost five weeks since I tested positive And I still feel tired. I still have a cough. So definitely wow. don't want to advise that getting COVID to anybody, but it's it yeah it's it's more of a thing that just kind of lingers. Well, hopefully soon enough your body will build up some immunities. And... Well, the immunity's there. It's more just the it's kind of like a hurricane comes in, does its damage, and the hurricane, the storm's gone, the virus is gone, but you still gotta rebuild yourself back to where you were. Right, right, right. Well, hey, gotta start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> So, Rachel, I saw last time we chatted, it was three weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. we were right in the thick of things with the Christmas movie bracket, and so we have our final four. I'll I'll reveal the final four, because I know you kind of, you don't know who won. Yep. Big surprise, the Chris, A Christmas Story, uh, you, I think it's your personal favorite, at least it's up there (laughs) for you, got bounced in the Sweet 16 to the Polar Express. Who saw that coming? Yeah, I actually did see that, the results of that. Um, And I had to take a little social media hiatus. (laughs) I was was appalled. It's like, chief, sometimes when I look at the results of the polls that you post, I question, you know, who is the audience? Like, did we just have a bunch of third graders voting here or what? My goodness. I do think that Instagram, social media, for that matter, does certainly skew younger. Um, So a lot of Gen Z in there, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's hear them. All right. Final four. I got to tell you, I'm anxious. Final four was actually my final four picks. So uh, the rig, the fix was on, apparently. (laughs) But... We had Elf, Charlie Brown Christmas, The Santa Claus, and Home Alone. Okay. I'm I'm satisfied with that. Yeah. Those are all classics. I mean, I would prefer Elf to be replaced with something, but those are all okay. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm a classic Jim Carrey Grinch girl, but hey. <laughs> so you really, we'll you're not a big Elf fan. I just have seen it so many times. I mean... It is something that I definitely can tolerate watching once a year still, but I prefer Will Ferrell and some of his other like raunchy comedies. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, unfortunately for you, Elf did win, and Elf the beat... whole thing. It did, yes, as I predicted. <laughs> yeah, Elf beat Home Alone. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, congratulations. I'm glad we didn't put any money on this. <laughs> yeah, they, we cannot have any gambling on something that, like, with people voting on it, you know, people oh, yeah. might think that something's rigged or something like oh, that. 100%. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It was a fun time. It was a good bracket. Just a couple things on Christmas movie. I think this was great job by the voters. This is what I was sort of expecting. Elf and Home Alone, a couple of classics. I did watch two new Christmas movies this year. Well, one was a Christmas special. One was a Christmas movie. Are you going to spill the tea? Let's yeah. hear them. I watched Jingle All the Way and absolutely loved it. It was great. <laughs> I knew you would. Oh my goodness. How about it? I I watched that probably three times this year. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a fantastic movie. Highly, I, Honestly, I feel like there are a lot of young people that probably haven't seen it because it came out in like 96 and it hasn't mm-hmm. seemed to have the same kind of following that Home Alone has built up over the years. So... Uh, I think there are a lot of young people next year. Check out check out Jingle All the Way. It's it's a great movie. Ten out of ten would recommend, especially if you like the movie Terminator. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much the same movie, aren't they? <laughs> they're similarities. <laughs> Just because Schwarzenegger's in it. <laughs> you get it. Um, and then the other one that I watched that I was impressed with. I don't know if you ever saw this. We were talking about kids shows uh, several months ago, but did you ever see the newer SpongeBob Christmas special that came out around 2012? Hmm. I don't know. I do watch SpongeBob quite often still, <laughs> but I don't I wouldn't be able to recall which one it was. But so, tell me about it. It was a uh, claymation actually. So it looked like one of those old Rudolph Oh, specials. I do know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, but you didn't see it. Um, I've seen like pictures of it and like little yeah. videos of it, but I've never actually watched the episode. It's good. It's really good. It's fun. It's uh just classic SpongeBob, but I think it was really cool that they went that extra mile in terms of animation to go stop motion, and they also that's where that uh, "Don't Be a Jerk" song comes from too. Huh? Who would have thought? <laughs> spongebob always comes through with the heaters i also did watch the uh rocket power christmas special i was feeling nostalgic i hadn't seen that in like 20 years so that's next on my list actually um shout out cbs all access um i have been home like i said through the last two weeks watching a lot of cbs all access um got through my challenge got through my amanda show uh, and now I've got Rocket Power and Hey Arnold to knock out. So, Ooh. yeah, I mean, if you don't have it, you should get it. There we go. Yeah, go jackvita.com slash CBS. So I was right about it. Isn't it great? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and what's just so funny is like these old episodes of The Challenge and The Amanda Show, like these episodes were only like 20, 25 minutes long. And I could yeah. crank out like five, ten episodes, (laughs) you know, like an hour, two hours. It's just bizarre. I I miss TV being like that. Yeah, I do too. And another thing, I started watching, I was going to save this for later, but I've been watching uh, Real World Key West. Classic. Oh, my goodness. That's uh, Johnny Banana season, for those that are unfamiliar. And 
just watching that and then kind of maybe comparing it to some of these other old nostalgic shows, I miss the 2000s. The 2000s were just a great decade. Yep. Well, and they had, that was the season that had like Tyler and Paula. Like I used to love Paula. Yeah. Svetlana. Yeah, that was a really good season. Yeah, but 2000s were, it's just like, I look back and I don't, I'm not nostalgic in terms of like, I don't want to go back to being a kid. I don't want to go back to the year 2000. And we had all kinds of stuff going in our world. Like it's easy to remember like all the good things. And obviously there's always bad things, but I definitely do miss just being at a time when people weren't so locked into their phones. (sighs) Wow. You're about to send me down a mental rabbit hole here. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I mean, even I am one who, you know, sometimes I'll get caught up in it and I'm like, wow, I had my phone in my hand for so long. Like my pinky's starting to go numb. Sheesh, this is terrible. And when you do finally put the phone down, it's like, it feels like our brains are being overstimulated. You know, when we're staring at our phones all day long, it's like, you know, we're seeing so many different things that are funny and make us happy. And some things are, there's so many things that we're seeing that are sad and You know, there's so many things that are on there where you don't know if it's true. You don't know what is and what isn't true these days. It's just a highlight reel of, you know, everyone's life. Everyone looks so happy online and no one ever posts the reality of, you know, what everyone's going through. And it it just seems like when you finally can put it down and disconnect, you feel, I don't want to say more purposeful, but life, you know, you find more joys in the simple things. I just think that our brains are not meant to be scrolling through Twitter or Instagram for eight hours a day. Yeah, so 2020 was, I'd say, two things in terms of that topic for me. One was that in the middle of summer, I took a a full month off of social media where I would maybe go onto Facebook on my computer for like five minutes every like three or four days just in case I got any messages or anything. And I would go on to post my content on a social media, but I removed social media entirely from my phone. And it was just such an amazing experience. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I think that that's almost where I'm at. You know, I have so many friends who are in this new TikTok era who (laughs) love TikTok. And they're like, look, we're not even on here for the dances. Like, we're finding so many new ways to do things around the house, ways to stay organized. You know, there's so many different cool things on here that are tailored to you. And I'm like, look, girls, (laughs) I know myself too well. If I have one more app like that on my phone, I'm never putting it down. I'm not. (laughs) It's true. And I think I'm to the point where I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost there. I turned off all the notifications on my phone about mm, like 10 months ago, probably. So when I get, you know, a Snapchat or somebody tags me in something online i won't know until i physically go in and check the app and that's been beneficial to me but still i'm almost to the point where it's like i feel like i'm just on these things these days to stay connected to family and old people from school and stuff but i just i can't say it enough we are meant as people to be outside and interacting with one another and talking and not (laughs) texting and (laughs) hiding behind cell phones all day but this is good like i said we could talk about this all day long (laughs) i think we need to save it for another okay but i do need to disconnect (laughs) all right good good yeah i think 
I guess that's one of my hopes is that whenever this thing ends and we're able to go back to our favorite ballparks, we're able to go back and do the things that we love, go to a movie theater, go to the park, go to the beach, you name it, all those things. When we're able to do that, my hope is that there are more young people that took it for granted before that are like, man, this is like, it'd be cool if we had a wave of people being like, oh my gosh, I just love going to the movie theater. I just love going to the baseball game and I would love to get a flip phone. Like, it'd be cool if that became a trend as a reaction to being stuck inside for over a year now and uh, having to be so connected to these interwebs. Well, it's, it's like a habit, you know, it's just like any other bad habit, like smoking cigarettes, for example, when you do it for so long, your brain becomes dependent on it, your mind constantly needs to have this cigarette. And my worry is, you know, that everybody for the last year has been in isolation for the most part. And most people have really just been sitting on their phones. And yeah getting really used to scrolling for hours on hours on end on a daily, you know, it's almost yeah. like that cigarette. You know, like, you know, when things do go back to normal, I hope that, you know, they cut the habit and hopefully when they're at the games and, you know, when we're at these shows, we don't have to have our cell phones constantly recording the whole thing, but we're living <laughs> it and we're experiencing it. And, um, you know, I just, I can't, I, like I say, it's just like that cigarette. I just really hope that people don't get reliant on that habit, but it's happening very, yeah. you know, all, I even being home, it's like, well, you know, my mom, my dad, my brother, and I can all be sitting in the same room in dead silence. Cause we're all sitting there scrolling through our phones. That's terrible, but that's the world we live in now. Yeah. It's funny because it's like, there's so many times where I start saying something It'll, it won't even be like a long story. It'll just be me saying something that happened in the day or like, oh, I just saw that uh, TCU's bowl game got canceled or something like that. And yep. like 50% of the time now, well, maybe not that high, but a lot of the time my mom's just playing Candy Crush and then like 10 <laughs> seconds later, she's just like, what? <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Th this is a great example. On Christmas morning... I don't know that this is a great example. Actually, it's pretty terrible. But on Christmas morning, my whole family, we all woke up very early. We spent the morning together. Um, none of us had our phones in our hand. We didn't have the TV on. We literally That's were great. just enjoying each other's company for probably four or five hours from about like 7 a.m. till about noon. And then at noon, we went over to my grandparents' house with all my aunts and uncles and cousins. And when we got there, everybody was circled around the television like, you guys, did you hear what happened? And we're all like, what are you talking about? They're like, there was a bomb in Nashville. I'm like, and yeah. everybody in my family, all four of us, my mom and dad, my brother, all of us, we're like, we have no idea what you are talking about. You know, we have been yeah. disconnected for only four hours, wow. you know, four hours. That's all it took. We were disconnected and we had no idea. You know, imagine if people went weeks it's refreshing, you know? Oh, yeah. I was, we had a great, I wasn't, you know, sitting there on Christmas morning upset because I just heard about this terrible news in Nashville. I was disconnected. I had no idea about it. And I had a great time because I was oblivious to it, you know? <laughs> right. And I think sometimes we need that. We do need that. And I also, the last thing on this topic is that there's just so much animosity and toxicity 
spewed on social media that just divides people. And I really feel like there are so many people that just get in like, they either find a community of like-minded people and they don't let anyone else in. And then they encounter someone that thinks differently and they say all these things that they would never say to that person if they met them in person. And so many times, like I think about how like when I walk into a Walgreens, like people don't look at me and they're like, oh, yeah, like uh, this is what that guy believes. And we we believe differently about this. Like you can't you don't carry those badges with you everywhere you go. And like that's why I think social media is just such a distorted view of the real world. Yeah, it would be kind of nice, I think, if maybe we could have like a hacker just hack into one of the apps and just <laughs> crash, crash yeah. it all. <laughs> That'd be great. You know, I, for some people, that would be devastating because obviously social media has created jobs for millions of people. Yeah. But like, hey, I think it'd be pretty darn great if we all could just take a break here. Yeah. So, Rachel... Let's yep. talk about some positives from 2020. So this year was a really weird one. Back in March, I mean, really, it's kind of funny going, I'm thinking back to like, oh my goodness, this was all a year ago, like Christmas, like, didn't we just do this thing? Like, and <laughs> now here we are, uh, you know, in March, all of a sudden, just things just changed really quickly. And sports got wiped out. We had no sports for several months. It was a very different year. Uh, a lot of us were out of work for a significant amount of time. I lost my grandma. I lost my dog. It was, by all accounts, a hard year. But just because a year is hard doesn't necessarily mean it's automatically bad. I agree 1,000%. I think that a lot of the times for people in general, change is scary and uncomfortable. And everything changed this year. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you said... We've lost a lot of loved ones. People have lost their jobs. Businesses have gone out of business. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been really devastating. And I think it's very, very easy for our minds to sit here and focus on that. You know, it yeah. is re regardless of what your mental health state is. It is so simple to sit here and say this year sucked. Let's talk about how bad this year sucked and what, you know, what happened is there anything good that happened? And I think that that's what's important is sitting here and challenging ourselves and really focusing on the good and trying to be optimistic and focusing on what 21, you know, the potential of 2021 could be and what we could do different. And if we even need to, because I think that, <laughs> I think that, you know, 2020, there was a lot of change. Um, and I think that a lot of it on the personal level for some people was really good. Yeah. And for me personally, when I look back at 2020, I mean, I live by myself in Indianapolis. I just started a brand new job on February 24th and we went into lockdown the week of St. Patrick's Day. So, <laughs> you know, everything had changed. I'm sitting, I'm in this city by myself, two hours away from my parents, which is no big deal, but usually I'm home all the time. Months went by without seeing them. Wow. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I'm so thankful that that was my biggest problem. I am so thankful. <laughs> Everybody in my yeah. family is healthy. Not one of us got sick. My brother lives in Los Angeles and, you know, unfortunately things in Los Angeles are just crazy. So yeah. for the last couple months. He's been home. I've been able to see my brother more in the last year than I have in the last 
four years. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it really has been great. And I have spent so much time by myself enjoying my own company at first. I don't know about you, man, but <laughs> I, sometimes when you spend so much time alone and there's nothing to do, it's like, man, I don't even want to be stuck with my own thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs> I've got nothing to distract my mind. I am sitting here stuck with my own thoughts all day. But I think you got to get comfortable with that. And I sure as yeah. heck did. And I love my company now. I got to do so many puzzles. I love puzzles and painting. Um, and I got to do a ton of that. Some, you know, when things got to die down a little bit, I was able to spend time with some friends without going to the bars and <laughs> acting a fool, but just enjoying <laughs> each other's company, you know? I think that this year was very beneficial. It just comes down to the the way that, you know, you want to look at it and what your perception is of it. Absolutely. Well said, Rachel. That is great to hear. Your brother is uh, similar to my brother. My brother, was he was out in L.A. for the last three and a half years. And in October, he came back home. And he's been home for the last uh, couple months. And it's just been amazing to have him around. I hadn't right. seen him very much over the last few years. Well, and just, you know, the sense of... Were you able to have your brother and your sister, like all your siblings back yeah. in the same house? Yeah. Well, Laura, so Laura was, she had to come home in March because school got shut down. So like she came home for a spring break and then she never went back to school other than like to go get her stuff and move out. Like that was it. Right. So she was home for a long time, uh, but she was able to go back in August and I helped move her in. And that was a really fun time going down to Texas. We drove down there together. So it was a fun road trip. And uh, Tim came back in October. So um, Laura wasn't initially home, but then she came home. Uh, her semester ended right before Thanksgiving. So we've all been together the last couple months. It's been great. Similar to you, I'm also a huge extrovert and I've been noticing like how much I'm enjoying finding like doing stuff on my own, whether it's just reading my Bible or my devotionals and spending more time in prayer. Those are three things that I think really um, developed in my spiritual life because a lot of times like if you're a Christian or if you're spiritual and you have some form of faith, a lot of times we think like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'm so busy, I'll do that later, like, but no, no, no. Like we had a lot of time where in March where I didn't have a job and I didn't really have any structure and I had no idea how long this thing was going to go and I was stressed out. But it was a it was a great reminder for me to remember like what actually is important. Am I putting too much of my hope and my purpose into what's going on around me? Like, do I need I've I've been so I love sports so much and I watch sports year round. And so to take a break and have a few months without sports was a really good thing for me to kind of focus on some other things, remember where my hope comes from, but also just get a little bit of a break from it. So there are a lot of good things on, on that note as well. Absolutely. I think bringing it back to faith too. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but in Indianapolis, when you open up the blinds of my apartment and you're staring out the front windows, you're staring at my church. So oh. every day when I open, yeah, I live, <laughs> I could throw a rock and break a window there. I mean, <laughs> it is literally right across the street from my apartment. Every single day when I open up those blinds, I stare at that church. I have not been to that church since February. 
Mm. And I just stare at it and I'm like, oh my goodness. It is so bizarre that, you know, I come to this church every Sunday for years and years and years, my whole life. And now a whole year goes by almost and I haven't been there once, but I still feel just as close to God, Mm. you know, isn't that, it's just so bizarre how, you know, your whole life you're, you tell yourself, you know, I need to be in that church to be close to God or, you know, I need to be with my friends to be happy or I need to be at the bar to have a good time. And you strip all that away. I need to be at the game to enjoy my life, you know, strip all that away this year, everything. And then start over basically. I think it was incredibly refreshing. It feels like we all kind of just like, like a lizard, just like shed our skin (laughs) and kind of had to start fresh and reassure ourselves that, you know, you don't have to be at the game to enjoy the sport. You don't have to be in the church to praise God. You know, you don't have to be in the bar to have a good time with your friends. Um, and I think so that that's true. just a really positive way to look at what this year did for us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I entered this year with a Bible verse in mind for what I wanted to kind of base my year around. What was one principle that I wanted to keep in mind. And it was this verse, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I kept thinking, like, how can I be giving thanks right now? What can I be thankful for? Even when I'm out of work, even when, uh, you know, sports isn't going on and I lose my grandma, I lose my dog, and all this stuff is kind of hitting me hard over like a three-week stretch or whatever... God's still giving me so much to be thankful for. And when you keep that in mind, it really changes the way that you handle a lot of your circumstances. Yeah, you know, I think it all just it comes back to waking up every morning and trying to have gratitude instead of focusing on the negativity and the things that, you know, you should be mad at or stressed out about, but truly thriving to be grateful for the things that we do have have can totally change your perception and And I think that that is, it kind of, it's like a snowball effect, you know? I think that it all is um, correlated to one another. It starts with the way that we think and the way that we talk to ourselves in our own mind and the way that we try to tell ourselves to perceive things. Absolutely. So a couple other things that happened this year. So as I mentioned, that whole thing happens and we're shut down and it's like, oh my goodness, What's going on here? What am I doing? What is my thing going to be? And it you talked about painting. You talked about working on puzzles and reading and finding some activities like that. For me, it was like, well, what is, what is the thing that I've always wanted to do, but I've pushed off to the side? I've been intimidated to do it. I've always said, oh, if I ever have more time, I'll do that. It's like, because it's either going to happen now or it's never going to happen. Uh, no excuses anymore. I'm curious. I built my website. I built jackvita.com and I had wanted to do that since, I mean, you probably remember me talking about that in college. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to start a website and I finally did it, got the site going two months later when it was so weird too, by the way, because right when I finally finished the site, my family goes on vacation and we're out in the woods with then come back home and then back to work and all of a sudden I'm back to work now every day. And so it's like, wow, I spent so much time developing this site and now I can only barely work on it on the side. But still somehow, again, God was so good. God was so faithful. I got these ad sponsors. Thank you, CBS All Access. Thank you, Fanatics. Thank you, MLB Shop. 
And, uh, you know, we're going, we're moving into 2021 and I'm going to be doing this as a full-time thing. That's, uh, that's an announcement right here for you podcasters. Yes, I'm going to be, for the next few months at least, I'm going to be cranking out content and it is going to be my number one financial, well, we'll see about finances, but at least uh, work, work um, priority. I think that regardless if this is a profitable experience or what it does for you fiscally, I think the fact that you were able to, you know, finally get yourself over that hump to get it done, you did it, you got it done, and now you're working it and you're seeing where this thing could take you. You've already won, you know, you did it. (laughs) Congratulations. Now just have fun doing it. And if you have fun doing it and you don't treat it like a job, then when the money comes in, it'll be even more beneficial. So just have fun with it, man. This is going to be an awesome experience for you. Absolutely. So hopefully we can continue to grow this site. Guys, if you like my website, if you like my podcast, share it with your friends, share it with everyone you know, (laughs) post it on social media, get the word out there. I would love to grow the audience for this show, for my website. Um, And also, I'm just going to throw this out there because I know some people have asked about Patreon and stuff of that nature. I'm not at a point right now, Rachel, where I think any of my content should have a paywall. I I don't think (laughs) I've established myself in that regard. And I want everyone to be able to read my stuff. Some people have said, well, I'd like to give you money. And I was like, well, if you want to give me money, there is a uh, PayPal button on the homepage of my website. So any dollar amount, $2, whatever, if you like what I'm doing and you want to, you feel like you want to give me something for it. Again, I don't want anyone to feel like they have to do that or I'm not even asking for it, but people have asked me for it. So it's there. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness it's there. (laughs) 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 so hey we'll see what happens this year i'm excited it's gonna be a lot of fun rachel let's talk some sports well we got a bidet today oh we oh my goodness northwestern the cats are playing in an hour and your notre dame fighting irish made the playoff did do you think they should have been in the playoff (laughs) i am so thankful that they are um (laughs) had this been different had this season been like a 100% normal season I'd say like yeah or I'd say no they probably wouldn't but they had a really good season this year um I think that their first win against Clemson was kind of a spoof win because obviously Clemson <laughs> didn't have Trevor Lawrence and then they really made their point known the second time we played them today goes I think that this game is going to be a good game I don't think it's going to be a blowout I think Notre Dame has proven that they can hold their own so we'll see what happens I mean, we're on this. I don't know about you, but did you talk? Did you watch that Ball State game last night? Oh my goodness! I actually missed it. Okay, I, well, I can't Jack, believe I mean, it. I, I had it on my calendar. I mixed up the days somehow. They are playing like they should be in the CFP. I mean, it is impressive <laughs> how well Ball State has been playing this year. What if I've never watched Ball State play ever? And watching them, <laughs> I'm last impressed night, with you right now. I'm serious. I was like, wow, check out Ball State. I mean, they. They whooped that team yesterday, so I was really impressed with them. I'm just excited for today and um, Sunday. This is just going to be a fun weekend of sports. Absolutely. It always is. It's always a great one. I worked on a piece on my site last week, and it was, if we had a bigger college football playoff, here's some, this is what it would look like. So I had an 18 playoff, a 12 team a 16 team, a 24 team, and a 32. The 32 was just for fun, but 
if you were to expand this thing, you could potentially create something similar to what we all love in March Madness, and then Ball State, uh, San Jose State, these... If you win your conference, you get an automatic bid into the playoff, and I think that would be a more fulfilling and more exciting uh, tournament experience for the fans as well as uh, everybody else involved. Yeah, I totally agree. That's one benefit of like the Big Ten tournament. That's great. I mean, Velpo yeah. made it to the Big Ten when we were in college, and that brought opportunity to so many guys who would never have their name across the screens like they were in that tournament. I think what it could do, expanding the CFP, would just bring opportunity to more players who should have it. You know, there's been a lot. I mean, shoot, Zach, Ple- Zach Plezak from Crown Point played yep. Ball State, and now yep. he's playing for the, you know, the Indians. Yep. It's like, man, give these guys an opportunity here. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. So I actually had Notre Dame as my sixth or seventh best team. I dropped them down a little bit after the bad loss. I don't think it's going to be close today. I'm sorry to say. I don't know how you feel. <laughs> but in my 18 playoff, they'd still be in. I just I, Cincinnati and Oklahoma, I think, uh, would have both surpassed them, in my opinion. We'll see what happens with Cincinnati. It's either today or tomorrow. They have a big one against Georgia, and that's an opportunity for that conference. The American Athletic Conference get a little more respect. What's your prediction for Notre Dame today? Um, I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I think it's going to be. I think I think Alabama's going to win by two touchdowns. Okay, so that would be a. That's cover, my prediction. Because the spread is cover. nineteen and a half. Okay. Yeah. 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 So nobody seems to think it's going to be a Notre Dame victory, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I will say one thing: the SEC. With that uh, Oklahoma just destroying Florida the other night, and it, it Florida's heart wasn't in it, and they had some guys missing from COVID and opting out and all that. Nevertheless, that was a bad look for the SEC. So the fact of the matter is we haven't really had a whole lot of conferences playing non-conference games, so it's hard to judge how good these teams are if they're only playing in their conference. So that's the one thing I will say for you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think with the games that we had today... I'd like to see Cincinnati beat Georgia. Yeah. I'd like to see Northwestern beat Auburn. Oh, they I'd will. Like to, yeah, I'd like to see Notre Dame beat Alabama, but I, I'm, I'm, you know, pretty pragmatic here. I think that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, who am I forgetting? Isn't there one more tonight? We got State Clemson. Oh, yeah, Ohio State Clemson. Sheesh. I think that is going to be a game and a half. I'd love <laughs> to see Clemson pull it off. I don't think Ohio State can win that game. They might keep it close. I do not think this is a the biggest game Justin Fields is uh, going to play before the NFL draft, and uh, he really did not look good uh, a couple weeks ago against Northwestern. He struggled against Indiana. He struggled against Clemson last year, and you know part of the thing with Justin Fields when you evaluate quarterbacks, like Ohio State's never had a good NFL quarterback come out of their school. Part of that is you have so much talent around that quarterback. They're a powerhouse. You can't tell how good the quarterback is. We have a running back who Trey Sermon ran for 330 yards against Northwestern, which is a great defense. Such a talented team. So I think this is a good test for Justin Fields and a one that uh, when you're playing an elite defense such as Clemson's, uh, this is this is really where the scouts are going to get a good idea of what he is in terms of NFL talent. 
Oh, heck yeah. Last year I went uh, and I watched the Big Ten tournament at uh, Lucas Oil and I watched Ohio State play Wisconsin. And that was my first time I've ever seen Ohio State play in person. I'll tell you what, man, it is it's an experience. I mean, it really <laughs> is. They are incredibly talented. I'm blanking on his name right now. They got that little receiver short guy who's quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was fun <laughs> to watch. Oh, my goodness. And you know he's going to be giving Clemson a hard time. So I'm excited for the game tonight. I think it's going to be a close one, but I'm pulling for Clemson. I'm going to say Clemson by 10. That's my call. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that's almost pushing it. I wouldn't be surprised if they Clemson beat them worse than that, honestly. I think Clemson, really? Ohio State didn't really. I mean, they only played seven games. And they didn't really play anyone all that good aside from Northwestern and Indiana. Both those games were close. True. Wow. Well, we're just going to have to see what happens, man. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited, too. Let's talk some Cubs. They oh, made no. a big trade. <laughs> they made a big trade <laughs> earlier in the week. They traded Hugh Darvish and Victor Caratini to the San Diego Padres for Zach Davies and for prospects who are all very young Rachel what did you think of this trade I I mean from the perspective of of you and the listeners I'm sure you can recall the last time we spoke I was in (laughs) a state of sheer devastation um because Kyle (laughs) Schwarber now let me tell you it's not getting worse for that than that for me (laughs) I mean I'm serious it really isn't like I I am thinking about what's good for the team here I understand like Yes, we did just release you, Darvish. We traded him. Great. I mean, that's not that's not something um, that I would expect from a team with, you know, the issues in the bullpen that we are having. Um, it, I, I'm kind of stuck with trying to understand what's going through the mind of upper management. You know, it's like, what's going on? What is? What are we thinking for 2021? I mean, are you thinking just full rebuild here? Like, what yeah. in the heck is going on? I was I was the most tied to John Lester uh-huh. um, on our bullpen, so we lost him this year. So that kind of stunk. Rotation. I was pretty upset mean. about that, huh? You said bullpen rotation. Oh, whatever. You get it. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> Anywho, I love the Cubs. I'm always gonna pull for the Cubs, but we let go a lefty and we let go of Kyle Schwarber this year. So I'm just kind of putting on. Um, my blindfolds and putting some earplugs in and just going la 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 <laughs> and waiting until it's all over because I don't know what the heck they're doing and I'm you know what I'm just trying to have faith in the squad that I know and love but <laughs> it just doesn't seem smart man what are you thinking so you know that I'm very fair I'm very down the middle I I yeah. don't really have a whole lot of uh, biases with baseball anymore so I've actually been pretty hard on some of these moves that the Cubs have made over the years. I really was hard on the Jason Hayward signing when that happened, the Jose Quintana trade when that happened. And I had so many Cubs fans just spew a lot of venom at me. They're like, oh, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. And I got, it wasn't as bad, but I got some of that this week. I wrote a piece. I think this Darvish trade is going to end up being a great move for the Cubs. Oh, Hot take, hot take. You know, the thing is, the Cubs, you have to be realistic with what they are. And you also have to be realistic with what you Darvish is. So the Cubs won the division last year in a year where they only played 60 games. 
and you yep. said it yourself last time we talked. This past season was not at least regular a joke. Season, not a real season. I mean, yeah. Come on. So you play sixty games, limited travel, no fans, and in you Darvish's case, I ran some numbers. So they're only playing American League Central and National League Central teams. In terms of the highest uh, valued, some of the highest valued offensive categories, team OPS, team batting average, and uh, so run scored. Nine of those 10 teams in those two divisions made up the bottom 11 in run scored this past year. Wow. And it was a similar story in those other categories. There was only like one team in the top half, and that was the White Sox. Nobody else had a good offensive team. So you're playing bad competition with no offense, with no fans in the stands, with limited travel, and you're only playing 12 games. So he had a good, he had a great 12 game stretch. Is he going to do it at age 35 next year when he's had Tommy John in the past? He's had elbow injuries. He's had a lot of injuries. And the other thing, Rachel, is you can remember it wasn't that long ago that Cubs fans were really sick of this guy, where they're like, "Oh yeah." It's like, oh, is he get? Is he tough? Can he pitch? Is he? Do you I need was one personal? of them. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure I you like were. You. <laughs> <laughs> like it was then. There was like, oh, and now his neighbors in Evanston don't like him. It's like just one thing after another, like non baseball related. He was kind of a headache. I don't think he was a bad guy. It just seemed like he was kind of high maintenance. And you were investing so much money in this guy. Now, Zach Davies who they picked up in this deal, seven years younger than Darvish. He's 27, final year of his contract. So we'll see what they end up doing. Maybe they like him, they want to keep him. Maybe they trade him like they did with Scott Feldman and they got Jake Arrieta. Who knows? Maybe this is uh, the start of that next rebuild. But nevertheless, over the last four years, would you believe me if I told you that they've virtually had the same exact ERA and innings pitched. Who, Davies and you, Darvish? Yeah. Wow. So last I... four years, hmm. 374 ERA and 486 innings pitched for Davies. And then with Darvish, 37 ERA and uh, 481 innings pitched. On top of that, the last two seasons, including Darvish's best season to date which was last year if you want to count it as a season right davies has a lower era than him over the last two years no i mean i i, I like to remain open-minded to these things too and when you put it into the perspective that you are i'm starting to change my mind <laughs> <laughs> i mean here's the thing i didn't really i wasn't crazy about the guy when we brought him on and I wasn't sure if he was going to be good or not, but you know, the last couple of years he's been performing and yeah, this last year he had his best year ever in a joke of a season. Like <laughs> sheesh, yeah. come on guy. But man, you're talking about this Davies guy. I really didn't know a whole too much about him. Like I said, I've been trying to just turn a blind eye and just see what the outcome <laughs> is. <laughs> well, Davies is now what will be interesting. He's another kind of Kyle Hendricks or Alec Mills starter where he yeah. rarely is going to hit 90. And Darvish is the opposite. Darvish blows people away with his stuff, but is his stuff always on? No. Right. Davies is more consistent. He just doesn't wow you with he's a pitch to contact pitcher. Huh. I'm excited to see what happens. And then on top of that, four prospects, all very young. 
really, I think Cubs fans were very unrealistic in what they were thinking they would get back for you, Darvish. So Darvish is owed $60 million the next three years. He's going to be entering his age 35 season. As you mentioned, a year ago, I don't know a single team that would have wanted to take on that contract. So you're dumping that money. You're saving money to potentially keep one of these guys that is about to hit the free agent market in a year. Maybe a couple of them. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But in addition to that, you get these prospects. And yes, they're not top 100 guys. And we mentioned that it's unrealistic to think that you're going to get a top 100 prospect in this trade. It's Mm -hmm. just not going to happen. But what you're getting... Two or uh, three of these guys were international signing pool guys, so they were like highly sought after, and teams were bidding up against each other. So, like, they were signed uh, a couple of them had one million dollar deals, another guy's got two million dollar deal, and then, um, and the Cubs have had a lot of less with those international signings, talking about Aloy Jimenez, Jorge Soler, or mm-hmm. um, Glaber Torres, who you know they had to couple trade they trade all those guys, but. They've had a lot of success with that. The last guy, it was actually the 45th overall pick in the draft this past year. So all these guys are really high ceiling type prospects. They're just a long ways away and they're going to have to uh, develop them themselves. Well, and I mean, what a good team for them to come join and learn from. I love when, you know, we get these young guys to come on the squad and they get to go and take after Riz and Chris Bryant, you know, I mean, we got good guys who are still younger and incredibly talented and great mentors for these prospects. Well, you might want to keep your ears shut because they're probably going to be trading some more guys in the near future. But you know what? I think that this is the start of that next era. This is going to be, they're starting to build to that next group and in order to get to where they were in 2016, they had to do what they did in 2012. And uh, I think they're at a crossroads right now, and they might be able to retain a couple of them, but we're probably going to be uh, moving on some more pieces. I actually think, though, that fans should be somewhat excited because, again, realistically, as a Cubs team that lost, hasn't won a playoff game since 2017, the, the good times aren't coming back. And it's not a quick fix, and you're going to lose a lot of guys to free agency soon. But if you're realistic and you look, okay, instead of just kind of sticking to the status quo, we're getting better for the future, and we, there's a plan in place. And uh, there, I, you don't want to go another 108 years of uh, what we went through before 2016. Sheesh. You're telling me. Do you remember that? You and I had class together that year in 2016. Yeah. And we had, um, I don't remember if it was, I think it was Andrew Stem's class, actually. And I remember coming into class the day after the Cubs won the World Series. And you and I were like the only ones in the whole class decked out and all of our stuff. Good times. But yeah, probably going to be a while until (laughs) we uh, (laughs) have that time again. What I remember was we had that group project in the um, public relations class. Oh, yeah. We, like our entire group didn't show up. Because it was another group was presenting, and it was like there were like sixteen people in the class, and twelve of them were missing. It was an eight a.m. class, mind you. Yep. And yep. so, like the only people that were there was like the group that was presenting and our professor, and <laughs> one of the people in that group that was presenting also didn't show up. 
I mean, that was not, I missed so much class during that little <laughs> run at the end of October, early November. I missed so much class. It was ridiculous, but good times. Seriously, good times. If you don't recall, we had a lot of our teachers doubting us, too. STEM and Laney, like these people would talk so much crap to us Cubs fans saying, keep dreaming, there's no way it's going to happen. And we came in loud and proud when they won. Laney, is a, she's a huge Cubs fan. I think she was oh, bummed yeah. that she wasn't able to, uh, to Ditch skip class. class. Yeah. <laughs> but I, had econ, I had an econ exam that day. So no chill from that professor. And I'm, I know I stunk up that test as I did that class for that matter. Oh, I never had to take econ. Thank goodness. Oh, I didn't have to either. I just took it because I thought it was interesting. Oh, sheesh. I was like, I'll learn stuff. I'm not going to do well, but I'll learn stuff. Well, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so we talked Cubs. We talked uh, football. We got to talk before we go. America's fifth professional sport. <laughs> the challenge. I gotta tell you what, I thus far am a pretty big fan of this season. Yeah. I love the layout. I like double agents. The people that they have coming in, like I I mean, no secret. I've been talking crap about Lolo Jones for the last two years on this <laughs> podcast. When here I am, I'm like, dang, Lolo is gonna make it pretty far. She might win it for the girls. I mean, she she can compete. I love Lolo. I think the thing with Lolo is what I want on the show is I want people who are authentic and she's great because she doesn't need the show. There are so many people that use the challenge to become like an Instagram influencer and build their following and sell merchandise and do all that stuff. Lolo, she does not need the challenge at all. She was probably like, Oh, this will be kind of fun. And, uh, she's so authentic. She's so real. Those are the types of characters that gravitate to. So I'm glad she's on there. Oh, yeah. And that first episode, too, where they had to go in like the challenge where they took off running up that dirt hill and they had to get to the top. She literally like all the guys too. everybody was like Lolo Jones ran up that dirt hill like a cheetah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the funniest part is then Wes is like, oh, my goodness, Lolo might be the best athlete this show has ever seen. It's like, are you are you kidding me? Like, She's yes. a double Olympian. She is the best athlete the show's ever seen. Like, right. who would like, be... The, the females, the people who are competing on this show are literally alcoholics from the real world that they brought to come party <laughs> and see how drunk they could get and then make sure, to, like, fingers crossed, hopefully they can complete a challenge, you know? <laughs> And then you finally bring on real athletes like, yeah, no, duh. Of course, she's going to kick everyone's butt. She is literally an Olympian. I like this season, too. I wasn't expect I wasn't super optimistic going in. I was like, I was a little unsure about the cast. And, you know, the last season was just so bad. It was so bad. And I'm loving it so far. I really got to say, Rachel, I know CT is your guy. I know you love (laughs) CT. This is a return to like the CT of old because the first time I saw CT was War of the Worlds two years ago. And so I watched him over the last few years or at least the last few seasons. And I was like, all right, you know, this guy, he's been on this show like 15 times already. He's kind of lost his fastball. I'm sure he was awesome in the past, but... (laughs) 
what I'm seeing right now, it's just, it's not the prime CT. And I was disappointed because I'd heard so much no. about him. And you get little flashes here and there of like the old CT and, um, and you'd enjoy it. Like in the final of War of the Worlds 2, where he like just ran through and he's like, choo-choo. And he like knocked over the other team's uh, <laughs> thing that they're carrying and they all fell over. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, CT has been on the challenge. The reason why he is my favorite if you go through the history of the show, oh, yeah. he actually is—he actually is one of the most hated people. Like people hate yeah. CT. CT is known as a scumbag piece of crap, truly. And when you go back and watch how this guy used to compete, truly, it was horrifying. Like they're the <laughs> the competitors on the show were actually horrified of this man. Like on rivals, on ruins. I yeah. mean, no, but he wasn't on ruins. Anyways, on Rivals, Rivals, like, yes. he's paired up with Adam, who he hated more than anybody, and him and Adam just, like, crushed it. I mean, yeah. it's great. he was a specimen. Like, he was truly horrifying to go up against. And now, like, I think, I feel bad for him. Poor guy just got divorced. You know, he's going through it. Been a tough year. I don't know. I mean, to your point, yeah, probably it's time to throw up the cleat CT, but I would like to see him get one more win before he does that. Well, I'm loving him on this season. I feel like oh, really, I was noticing like, so I watched from cutthroat on. So I saw his uh, legendary bananas backpack, of course. Oh my gosh. Was that not the most <laughs> insane thing you've ever seen on a show? It has to be the greatest physical feat in the history yeah. of reality TV. Yeah. 100%. Other than like Boston Rob starting fire with no material. <laughs> literally jack i will i it was almost like watching the world series like i remember sitting in the living room of my parents house watching that episode of the challenge live watching ct do that oh, and like i was scared i mean i was a kid like i was scared like holy crap what did i just watch i mean he 100 percent um is like one of the best challengers to ever do it but yeah i mean this new wave of young bloods are kind of Giving him a, a run for his money. Yeah, so I, I felt like there came a certain point in the rewatch where I'm like loving him on Rivals and X's. And then sometime around Free Agents, they kind of move him over and he's more of a side character. And then after that, he just kind of seems like he's just kind of in the background. And part of it is, I think part of it was editing and presenting the show. But I think another part is that he just kind of, he seemed to kind of lose his like fire um, but you he's know got what it I think year. it was? This is going to be what? a really hot take, but for real challenge fans who have been watching this show and like the, they know the, the background story of CT, CT and Dean were like, yeah. they were in love with one another. Like they loved each other for like five to seven years. Like they were together for a very, very long time. And Dean died. And that was yeah. really freaking sad. And it was almost like after Dean died, CT was no longer this like animal, this, you know, crazy competitor. It was like he calmed down and now he makes jokes about, you know, having a dad bod and being an (laughs) old guy and calming down. It's like, I really think that that death of the woman that he loved took a toll on him. Well, I also think part of it, too, is when you're on the same reality show for like 10 years, 15 years, you start to like I see this on Survivor a lot. People no longer are themselves. They're more like, oh, I'm playing this character that comes on the show and I'm always going to do the same thing. Or you just kind of show up, get your paycheck, and you head out. Mm -hmm. But anyway, CT's been 
definitely very compelling this season. I'm sad we lost Wes. Oh, gosh, me too. Especially the way he did. I mean, I really don't like Devin. I don't. I never really have. <laughs> um, Devin's making a case to be, he's trying very hard to be a featured player on this show for many years to come. And I feel like there's part of me that's like, he's trying too hard, but then I'm also like, well, then who else do they really have to fill that spot that he's trying to do? So yeah. it's kind of like the perfect storm for him, but yeah. You know what? I think it's funny that you're having Andrew Stem on the show. Um, have <laughs> from any of the old episodes? Did you know who Landon was? I've heard of him. I haven't. Uh... You need to look up a photo of okay. him from <laughs> Landon from the challenge. Looks identical. <laughs> sounds identical. Everything. He is Andrew Stem. Uh, I'm serious. Pull out the Google here. Well, Stem actually, it's funny. He, I'm sure he's listening right now. He always, he's a big time listener and supporter of the show. He's awesome. But um, anyway, he texted me just out of the blue. My gosh, he does look like him. That's so he funny. Looks like him, talks <laughs> like him. And he's one of the, he's like in history known as one of, if not the best, like challengers to ever be on the show. Um, yeah, he great. was great. And when I was re-watching these old episodes, I totally forgot about him. And I started dying laughing. Me and my mom were cracking up. I'm like, doesn't that look just like Andrew? <laughs> she was like, oh, my gosh, because they're really good friends, too. I'm like, that is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, no, he texted me, like, right before, uh, right as I'm watching, like, the start of episode two. He texted me, and he's like, why didn't anyone want to pick Lolo as their partner? She's a double Olympian. And I was like, oh, Stem's in on the show now. He's in? Oh, my god! So he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, this is the first season I've watched since, like, the original, like, real world road rules, like, <laughs> way back when. And he's back. He's liking it. I feel like it's a good season to come back and watch. I mean, you still have, like, your OGs on here, like Wes. Um, unfortunately, not not all fun. Yeah. CT, all these old guys. I mean, your boy, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, your boy Corey. <laughs> I love the twist of it though. Like, I really do like this season because everyone um, has an opportunity to change. If you don't like who you're with, all right, well, go, you know, go compete. Go into the challenge and compete and then get a new partner. I like, I really like the twist. My one fear with it is is it going to get a little too sloppy? later down the road where just like you're not going to remember who's paired with who and <laughs> weird twisty sort of elements kind of screw over some people who may have otherwise been in a good spot Be comparing a little bit when i watch final reckoning it's like they have an awesome cast there's some cool stuff about this season but the mercenaries jumping into the game and the redemption house and all that. Like it got a little out of hand and it ended up oh, with I like a that. bad ending. Yeah. I hated that. So that's my fear. Hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I really wasn't a fan of that one season that you were just referring to. I think that this season, if they keep it, you know, if people try to hang on to their partners as long as they can and don't try to change every opportunity they can, I think it's going to be great. But We'll see. I just hope TJ doesn't do more twists. I do love that he makes everyone have a gold school now. And you got in order to run my final, not, yeah. not the final, my final. <laughs> mm -hmm. These old episodes, you watch what the final was and what the challenges were. Like they were so easy compared yeah. to the challenges that they do now. But still. Yeah. 
But I got to say, Wes, I love how Wes is just always working it. Like, oh, I I wanted this for him so badly. He's my best friend. Oh, my goodness. Like, I kind of let him have this one. Like, oh, you didn't, Wes. Like, you lost. (laughs) up. Yeah, he is out of his mind. I was cracking up. My brother was watching. um, He used to watch these old episodes with me. And um, while we are sitting here re- doing some reruns, we are watching the first season that Wes came on, that he was a rookie. And my brother made a comment like, man, Wes is like, he's got to be one of the best to ever play this game. Like, he's just so smart and so genuine. And I paused. I'm like, I started hysterically laughing. I'm like, <laughs> genuine? Like, this man makes it his M.O. every season to get here find a rookie that he can manipulate and ride with through like halfway and then I'll send him home. He is so manipulative and conniving, but I love Wes Bergman. I'm such a fan of him. Oh, he's so great. And then he gives his little speech about guys, you can play the game honorably. And it's yep. like, he's reminding me of coach from survivor when coach is all like, I played this honorable game and it's like, yep. like no, no, you didn't coach, but we still love you all the same. Like, <laughs> Wes, right. oh my gosh. Okay. Leroy, who I really want to win. I want him to win one so bad. Everyone mm-hmm. loves Leroy. He's great. Yeah. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, two-time MVP, just endorsed Leroy. He's a, did you know he's a fan of the challenge? I did not. He got, he ordered a Johnny Bananas mask from Johnny Bananas' website, and he was wearing the Bananas mask, and he shot a video, and he's like, Leroy, it's your time. You need to win now. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess <laughs> it would be, I think, in terms of, like, whose time it is. Poor Anissa. I mean, oh, I just yeah. want her to win one just so she'll stop coming back. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Talk about been on the show too long. I think she's been on longer than CT has. It's like, my goodness, yeah, Anissa. Has. Holy moly. I mean, she's still competing, but it's the same thing for her every single season. She comes in, people just wail on her. I do like Anissa more than a lot of these newer females that they cast on the show. I'll oh, leave yeah. it at that. And I'm not even a huge fan of Anissa's, but like, you know, Nani, Nani has been on this show for like a really long time. Nani needs to get a win by this point. Um, This is a new Nani too. She's like no drinking, no mm -hmm. uh, drama. Mm -hmm. Maybe she wins one. People always like look around with like Nani and Anissa too. Like throughout the season, you'll catch a couple times that people like make fun of them for smoking cigarettes. Well, it's like, man, when you're expected to run these challenges and, like, do push your body to the limit, you're like, yeah, you should be taking it serious. Like, the people who win these things usually aren't the people who are blasting cigs in between Kate takes, you know? Especially that she's paired up with Josh, too, this season. Oh, gosh. Josh, I want to defend Josh. I feel like I'm the number one Josh defender. He gets a lot of hate. The thing is... He's bringing it to the show. And what I really appreciate about Josh is like we talk about someone like Devin. Devin's going to try really hard to get camera time. I don't think Josh is trying. I think Josh is just genuine. He's real. He's authentic. He wears his heart on his sleeve. You're always going to get what Josh is feeling in every given moment. And people are going to love him or hate him for it. I think if you have someone that people love or hate... 
that's the kind of person you want on this show because you feel emotion towards them rather than some of the people that are just kind of there and you don't care about. Yeah, Josh definitely brings emotion out of me, but it's more like annoyance. (laughs) (laughs) This dude, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Like, he definitely is true to himself. And when he gets put into challenges, he competes. But I have never seen a male competitor on this show fret over spilled milk more than Josh does. It's like, dude, why are you trying to chest, you know, pump your chest up like a huge gorilla up against CT? Over something silly, you know, and he in that whole instance where he blew up with CT, it was all about Casey. They got into a silly little argument CT and Casey did over, you know, who was using the stove or who was using the microwave or whatever. Josh didn't need to get involved in that. And then when he did, he got loud and loud and wanted to fight and wanted to scream. And it's like, okay, Josh, don't you don't need to get involved in something that doesn't involve you. But to his point, Casey is like his sister, in quotes, so I understand. But then he flipped it and was like, Casey's in the kitchen crying. CT's like, well, I didn't even know she was crying. I'll go in there and fix it. She tries to go in there and apologize. Casey's like, I'm not crying. I'm fine. Everything's fine, Josh. Why did you have to blow it up? And then when CT tried to say, hey, man, you told me she was crying. I came to check in on her. He's like, I never said that. And then they cut back. They shot yeah, the cut back the replay. To, him, to him actually saying it. And he's like, no, 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 no. I never said that. <laughs> the second best I, replay of CT season. 100%. I started cracking up. And I'm biased. I always take CTs back on things. But the, the best like one Josh being the, uh, the shoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. The thing is, Rachel, I think people... If they understand Josh a little better, maybe maybe if they still do, they won't. They still feel the same way. But Josh has very intense oh. anxiety, and he got evacuated from the Big Brother house actually when he was on the show because he was having so much anxiety with the cameras on him and everything. And so he was like, they were considering sending him home, and he ended up actually coming back, and then he won. So it was a really cool story of how he overcame that, um, you know, mental health thing. So I've been kind of in spots where I'm not, you know me, I'm not someone that's ever going to get into like fights with people or, you know, like the stuff Josh does. But I definitely have had times of anxiety where you kind of get through when maybe when you're traveling and you're just not thinking clearly. And um, so I think he has these reactions and you just notice like when you have a time like that, you're not thinking Mm -hmm. very rationally. And in that moment, it was like, this dude's having some type of an episode right now. Devin, you do not need to like, just insert yourself into the story. Yeah. And I, I hate to say it, but that's kind of like the Devin, Corey, um, Nelson. That's like their agenda, you know? They're always trying to just poke their nose into different situations, try to get some extra TV time, try yeah. to stir the pot up. It's like, yeah. man, can't people just come here and like work out, have a good time with each other, compete in these challenges, and like go hard to win some money here? We always just got to turn it into a big drama fest. I know that's a, you know the name of the game with reality TV, but yeah, gosh. See, that's why I like Josh, because the thing with Josh is all this stuff is real. Josh is never going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go do this so I can get on TV. Like the thing with Josh is he is authentic. So you might not like his authenticity, but I think he brings more value to the show 
than some of the men- people that you mentioned where it is inauthentic. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I do. And I mean, I do like, at first, I really did not like Josh. I thought he was just a big crybaby. But I'm becoming a fan of his. He's starting to grow on me. I think he just creates funny situations like that, where it's like... <laughs> like well, anything he does is funny because he's yeah. huge. He's a huge man <laughs> with like this super duper deep voice, yeah. but like super emotional, like highly emotional. It's just a funny little concoction of a human yeah exactly that's what i want like i want people who are very complex and very interesting and i think as i watch these old real world seasons it's like those people are like cream of the crop like type of in terms of casting there's so many more layers to like zach and jordan and leroy and we'll talk more about leroy in a second and I think a lot of these people that come from the dating shows are a little more one-dimensional. It's like, oh, they're just kind of good-looking and they went on a dating show. So that's why I think this Survivor casting pool has a lot of potential. I wrote a piece on my website, jackvita.com, six Survivor contestants that would be good on the challenge. And I think there's a lot of possibilities there. Rudy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. R.I.P. Rudy. Oh, I always loved him. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him in the house and just being like, uh, this 23-year-old is smoking his lungs away, <laughs> smoking cigarettes? <laughs> what a moron. I think he'd be friends with CT. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> oh, good times. Well, who were your six people? What were the picks? Um, I don't think you saw these people. Did you? I, I mean, what I, seasons I did you watch? I not. I mean, I really have not watched in quite some time. They're all from within the last five years or so. But I'll send you the article. You can read it and you can watch the clips of the people. And then you can say if you think they're good or not for the challenge. I put okay. YouTube videos for each of them. Leroy. We got to talk Leroy. Okay. I love Leroy. As I was watching these old seasons, I noticed recently the show has goofed up Leroy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? What do you mean? In his early seasons, there's so he's more like his own person. It's like this guy's really funny. He's great. And over the last few years, they just kind of like lazily were like, oh, he's just like number two to bananas. So like he'll do whatever bananas says. And like, yes, he's close with bananas, but there's a lot more going on to Leroy. Like he's. He is a contender. He can win these things, and he's a great character. And now it's even worse. It's like, oh, now he's like Cam's uh, right-hand man. Like, he just kind of gets dragged around by Cam. It's like, I just wish he was on this season without Cam or Bananas. There would have been so much potential for Leroy. Well, I don't know. You watched Rivals, right? Yeah. uh, Okay, so Rivals was like his rookie season. Yeah. And his partner immediately, like, got, you know, his partner, he had to get, yeah, he had to get a new partner. Um, And then his new partner was, like, kind of a dork, but, like, they persevered. And we carried that guy. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. But do you remember him coming in and, like, people were like, oh, I don't want to go up against CT. I don't want to go up against CT. He literally said, like, 
put me in against CT. I don't yeah. care. Like, <laughs> how, how else am I supposed to make, make make a name for myself if I can't take out the big dog? Like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of any of you guys. Like, what the heck? He made it very clear early on. Like, he doesn't care how long you've been on this season. His rookie season, he laid the hammer down on people. So, I'm right there with you. I've always been a fan of Leroy, and I do agree. I like it when he kind of is the black sheep and is doing his own thing and isn't, like, conforming with what with everybody else in the house is doing because he does seem to have that right-man-hand complex. And then it's sad. That it, it, I feel like Cam is just, like, emasculating him. Oh, my gosh. It's awful. Like, why on earth would Leroy toss him west like that? There's no other reason than, like, it just feels like – she has made enemies with all of his friends oh, yeah. and he's following her lead because that was War of the Worlds 2 where he was somehow like hanging like every single scene he's hanging out with Nani and Jordan and Tori mm-hmm. and that whole gang, Josh, Zach, and they're all like, dude, why aren't you like voting with us? Like you want to hang out with us. Why are you hanging out with Polly and Kara and that whole group and Ashley Mitchell? Yeah, I don't know. It kind of seems like um cam like (laughs) i feel like she's like threatening his life like do what i say (laughs) it's me or the friend let's run through a few more of these people nam i love yeah he's sweet he's a rookie partner partnered up with uh lolo they are going to be i mean it's kind of scary they are going to be a force like Nam is ripped. I can't really picture either of them leaving the other one. Yeah, me either. I don't see. Well, I mean, unfortunately, I can see both of them getting stolen. Like, I definitely yeah. see the only way that they're going to get split is if they steal. But then, if they had the opportunity to steal back, I see them both trying to end up with each other because they, they clearly both like have a crush on each other too. It's like a fifth grade crush. They're not <laughs> acting like adults about it, but they definitely, you know, have some chemistry there. So. Oh, they're great. I like them both in terms of rookies. Uh, Michi, in terms of rookies, he's been kind of funny. Yeah, he has a lot of personality. A lot of personality. I'm a fan of this. <laughs> um, I just, I tend to gravitate more towards the vets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just wondering what you thought of these rookies. How'd you oh! like that Joseph? Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Let me pull up a list here real quick so I could <laughs> get all my rookies in front of me. Joseph, a.k.a. Jacob. With his uh, mustard licking and all oh, that. Oh, God. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> no thanks. Um, okay. Leo so Rush, doing... wrestler. He's, he's, I mean, he hasn't gotten too much airtime, but he got a little bit in the first episode. I like him. Um, my goodness. This is a huge cast. I am scrolling yeah. through right now, and I haven't even gotten to the vets yet, or the rookies yet. Oh, my goodness. Can we, before I dive into this, how sad is it that poor Nicole, I mean, she was a beast fireman. Yeah. Gosh, poor girl dislocated her shoulder, took it like a champ. Yeah, that was, you know, it's so weird with these challenges. It's like, that was a sick challenge, but you couldn't really tell what was going on. Like, they, yeah, they exactly. do so much on, like, these visual effects to make it look cool. And yet, in Lost in the Shuffle, sometimes you don't really, like, see the actual challenge. Yeah, okay, so, back to rookies. I love Natalie. Yes, yes. Love her. She was partnered up with Wes, and she's a beast. Yeah, I was telling you the last time, I was like, look out for Natalie. She's a a threat to win this thing. She she is a beast. Um, Olivia, she was the girl who also got hurt in that car challenge. 
British chick. Yeah. Not a fan. The UK not people are kind of all the same to me, unless it's Kyle. Well, it's like, what are the shows? I'm reading the shows that they got them from. Shipwrecked. Um, God. Oh, Leah was a WWE wrestler. Yeah, I didn't realize still that. Is. Wow. Okay, yeah. For the boys, I think my favorite Ricky boy is Nam. My favorite Ricky girl is Natalie. Not crazy about Gabby. Blonde girl who looks like she came, oh, yep, from Love Island. Celebrity Brig Brother UK. Some of these girls look like they just came here to take pictures for Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not, I've not, haven't been big on the UK people for that matter, except for Kyle. I mean, there are a few exceptions. Big T's kind of funny, but Kyle, oh my goodness. People forget how good Kyle is at this game. Oh my goodness. Well, I forget too, because he's like, he literally is, what is the word I want to use? <laughs> Scrappy. Yeah, a contradiction. He literally <laughs> is like drunk all day. <laughs> and then when he gets put on the spot, can perform. It's like, wow, good for you, Cal. Nice. But I mean, <laughs> to his point, I love the move that he made last week or when he was, uh, was that two weeks ago? Yeah, that was two weeks yeah. ago. He, t- he took Cam. Yep. Infiltrating. Love the move. Yep. I like Iceland too as location. I think it's pretty cool even though i don't typically love cold weather challenges i feel like they're typically happier in a warmer climate but iceland looks really cool yeah you know i've never been able to fully comprehend the whole iceland greenland iceland is green (laughs) greenland is ice i've never really understood that one so i i mean i've seen pictures of it before of a lagoon or something in iceland looks pretty cool but yeah wasn't the last final in iceland too Oh, goodness. I don't remember where Or maybe it was, that was just I... on it. They did the X's final in Iceland. I remember the last final challenge was the most intense final I've seen ever in a challenge ever. I mean, that last one was insane that Johnny Bananas won. Yep. So you think Bananas is going to come back after maybe the next season or he's going to take a few off? He'll be back, though, right? Yeah, I think they're going to. This is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to try to do another like rivals or battle of the exes yeah i would love that you know get all your stacked up vets laurel and jordan get them together that'd be great yeah bring back laurel i mean unfortunately i really wish mtv would allow you know kenny and evan to come back like those dudes they were beasts but they're not allowed to come back (laughs) to ever be on a challenge again understood um but like if you could bring back all these old dudes who were like beasts Bananas, Wes, Daryl, CT, Leroy, uh, what was the other guy? Um, um, you loved him, Tyree. Tyree. Didn't you like him? Didn't you like him? Or was uh, Leroy always your guy? Leroy's my guy. I'm, I'm okay, sure. Tyree. Wait, so it was an old school person that I loved? I thought you were talking about him. Tyree, I think he was from the real world. Um, no, New I Orleans. remember Tyree. I just didn't. You know, he yeah, didn't last, leave much of an impression on me. I really, I'm a big, I really like seeing Zach on TV. Like, oh, he, yeah. he's another one, like, you love him I or hate him. Like, him. He's always going to be 100% real on the show. He's, he's great. Oh, yeah. I kind of wasn't crazy about the way he acted last season. Yeah. Um, like, with Jenna, he kind of made a fool of himself. But old school Zach, who had like the long hair and just didn't give a <laughs> crap about anything, I loved him. 
<laughs> I haven't seen him in a while, though. Must be must be trying to be domesticated. No, he was on. No, no, no. He was on uh, War of the Worlds too. He well, went to the final. No, like he was on the one before um, oh. the last season, so two seasons ago, and he gotcha. went to the final. And his whole thing was every single time that they like d- something would happen with Ninja Natalie, he'd be there to like make oh, fun yeah. of her. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Rachel, we got to get going. Um, you want? You got any other challenge thoughts? You got a winner pick? Anything of that nature? We're gonna have to do this again soon, so we can. Uh, I don't. I don't have a winner pick yet. I feel like this season is too early. I I, I need like yeah. two more episodes to get a full winner pick, but I am liking Natalie. Big fan. I think Leroy's gonna be able to pop off, but obviously, I always put my money on CT. Um. In terms of my closeout here, I just want everybody to have a great 2021. And I'm always so thankful to come back on this show. I always have such a great time talking with you. Always a great time when we're able to pin you down and uh, get you to actually come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I mean, for people don't understand, it takes weeks. <laughs> Jack will text me and say, hey, come talk. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then next thing you know. It literally is like pulling teeth sometimes to get me here, but I'll keep coming back. No, we'll do it again sometime, maybe later this month, and uh, we'll have to talk about Jay then too, hopefully, because we didn't talk about Jay today. He's great. I can't. I mean, he's been laying low this season, but he'll get his time soon. All right, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me, and uh, happy 2021. Good luck to your Fighting Irish today. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it, Jack. Awesome job today by Rachel Gerhardt. It's always a treat having her on the show, being able to talk some sports, some life, some entertainment, America's fifth major sport, the challenge. Great episode today. If you guys like the episode, subscribe to the Jack Vita Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, subscribe, and please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That'll do us a lot of good moving forward. It's going to be a big year. I'm so excited for 2021. I'm going to be putting my heart into this thing full-time, and uh, if you can leave a five-star rating and review, go a long way for the show. Share it with your friends. Share the episode with, if you like it, share it with someone you know who might like it. That'd be great. We can use all your help this year. All hands on deck. This is going to be a great year. I can feel it. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Show, Facebook.com slash Show. We'll have another bracket coming sometime again before the winter ends. I'm not sure what it will be or when it will be, but we'll have one. All right, big episodes in the works this week. Once again, talking college football playoff with Andrew Stem. We'll recap today's games. We will talk some Week 17 action sometime early in the week. Guest or maybe no guest, we'll see. (laughs) Could be another solo show. And uh, wild card weekend preview coming later in the week. So we got a lot of great stuff coming soon. So... Make sure you subscribe, and until then, however, Happy New Year. Take care of yourself. I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs> <laughs>